0: To growing in his word, listen, God bless you guys, man. Last week, Paul was on a mission, man. He was, you know, with Barnabas at uh, Iconium. And listen, Barnabas spoke with authority because he spoke the truth, and the power of God was with him. Listen, the Holy Spirit was with him, and he had Jesus Christ with him. Believers, you got to understand, God is in love with you, and we cannot let anyone rob our joy. Paul was on a mission. He was was battling spiritually, physically, mentally. And in this book, last week we were in chapter uh, 14 of Acts. Paul was working it, man, for Jesus. And he wasn't working the law. He was working grace. And that's what it's about. Because grace changes everything, man. It's amazing. Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Father, we come before you on this podcast. Believers, we, we just... Lord, touch their lives, Father. Give us your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you. Listen, Paul is going to talk about circumcision. This is the old law referring to the circumcision of the the firstborn male or the male children. But listen, the idea of circumcision is really of the heart. It's found in Romans chapter 2, verse 29. And so it refers to having a pure heart. It's separated unto God. And Paul is writing, A Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, not by the letter. These are the words concluded. Sometimes it confuses passages in Scripture regarding the circumcision. But for a believer, it's of the heart. It's of our soul. It's of... it's. It's the new beginning. It's being born again of the Holy Spirit and having life, pure life in Jesus Christ and only in Jesus Christ. Listen, Paul was trying to tell him the old law cannot save you. Moses can't save you. But he was a forerunner. It was a Judea Christianity. Because of Jews, believers, Christians, are allowed to have Jesus, I'm sorry to say it, but what a blessing. I'm not sorry like that, but basically I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, for Hebrews. Thank you, Jesus, for all life. But thank you, Jesus, for believers and non-believers, but especially you believers out there praying for me. (laughs) It's not easy. But Jesus in me is radical, and I give him the glory for it. Amen? Amen. Paul's about to discuss the role of the Old Testament law in chapter fifteen. It's there's conflict over circumcision because the Jews are upset. This is the halacha, the law that that they were taught as as the old covenant. Because basically, you know, this was the, the covenant of God with us with the Jews, and so they were. This was the law that they were. That you know, even you know, even my son, I circumcised him on the eighth day and it it was because it's a, to me as a, as you know, it's a, he's a Hebrew, my son's a Hebrew, so this is important. As a Hebrew, we took him to, you know, a rabbi and had him circumcised. Doesn't mean that, oh, I follow the law. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's more of a culture thing now, but back then it was, it was basically, that's the law, that's what God states and that's how we work it. But us believers, we don't need circumcision anymore. We have Jesus. And Paul is discussing the role of the Old Testament law as it relates to Christianity. But he's arguing that Jewish circumcision is only an outward sign of being set apart to God. Listen. However, if the heart is sinful, then physical circumcision is of no availability. (laughs) And so a circumcised body and a sinful heart are at odds with each other. Rather than focusing on external rights, you know, the law and the rituals, Paul is focusing on the condition of the heart. Using circumcision is basically a metaphor. He says that the Holy Spirit can purify the heart and set us apart to God ultimately, right? Right, amen. But listen, believers, circumcision cannot make a person right with God. Just like... Knocking on doors can't save you. And riding bicycles and reading certain magazines that start with tower. It doesn't save you. Jesus Christ saves you. Listen, listen. Basically, circumcision cannot make a person right with God. The law is not enough. A person's heart must change. And Paul here in chapter 15 is saying, he's saying the change of circumcision is of the heart. And only Jesus can do that. We're sinners, okay? So, basically, you know, Paul was trained in the law of Moses. He was aware of the discussions. Deuteronomy chapter thirty talks about it. There, the Lord used the same metaphor to communicate His desire for 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 a holy people. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live, you know, and that's basically what what it's talking about. Deuteronomy 30, chapter 30, verse 6 says, Physical circumcision was a sign of Israel's covenant with God. Circumcision of the heart, therefore, would indicate Israel's being set apart to love God fully inside and out. But see, I'm going to go on and talk about this because verse chapter 1 of, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 15 of verse 1 says there's conflict of circumcision. You know, they just left, Paul left Pamphylia in Perga. He's got malaria. Yeah, he's got malaria. He's sick. I mean, he's up chucking and barfing. He got—he probably got hit by a big mosquito and injected nothing but parasites. Well, that probably affected his brain. That's why he's following Jesus. No, no, no. i have gotten—I've gotten those emails too. No, listen, it's about Jesus. Because Jesus is the only way that can circumcise us our heart and our minds in our in our soul He cleanses us, he purifies us but but these guys are sick they, they just I mean they've got malaria and Paul's going and he's and he's on fire man don't let nobody rob your fire don't let some person steal the joy that Jesus Christ has given you chapter fifteen verse one says and a certain men came down from Judea, of course they are legalists and Taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and a certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem. Okay, so, you know, to the apostles and elders. So, check this out. Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question, right? So, they're going to question them. Listen, verse three says, So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia in Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused, and, and, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. Now they're happy. Listen, everybody's, you know, they're converted. There's great joy. There's, you know, everything's going good. Listen to this, man. it's, it's amazing. Remember, they got a church now, man. I mean, they had nothing. They just, they came, persecuted, locked up in prison, beat on, spit on, sent to jail, locked up. Angels are getting them out. I mean, check this out, man. This is amazing. In the council, they've got a council now. Probably, you know, the council, you know, because they listened to James because he was the first of the three pillars of the church. Galatians two nine says that he was the leader of the church in Jerusalem until he was stoned to death. At the instance of the high priest... That was in uh, A.D. 62. But James was basically the Lord's half-brother. The one who did not believe until the Lord appeared to him privately after the resurrection. That's in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7. So, But they had council. Listen to this. They had a church. It's amazing. And here we have the Jerusalem council. It's, it's crazy. Watch this. Listen. So we're sitting here and we're 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 looking at this in the Gentiles and they caused great joy to all the brethren. Now verse four says, and when they had come to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders and they reported all things that God had done with them. Verse five says, but some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying, it's necessary to circumcise them and not to command them to keep the law of Moses. Okay. Some of the sect of the Pharisees, these people believed in Jesus Christ but were still identified as Pharisees. They were basically Jews who became followers of Christ. Actually, I'm sorry, Jews who became followers of Christ could still be Pharisees. The same pretty much cannot be said for the Shad- Sadducees because they denied that there was a resurrection. And basically, they couldn't believe that Jesus had been raised from the dead. So, basically, so some of the of the Pharisees, you know, they they some of them, they believed in Jesus Christ, but were still pretty much, you know, they were identified as Pharisees. Great. <laughs> See them in the church today. They're there. They're there to rob you joy and steal your happiness. There's Pharisees all around us today. Some of them don't know what it is uh, really like about being circumcised by Jesus. That's why he's saying that's why he said here in verse 5 but some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying it's necessary to circumcise them and, and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Oh, okay. What do we have today? We have believers, Gentiles, wanting to be Jews. It's sad. And you know, John the Baptist warned the Pharisees against taking pride in their physical heritage and boasting in their circumcision. He said it. Do, do you do, do not think you could say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children of Abraham. Matthew chapter th- 3, verse 9. Because true children of Abraham are those who follow Abraham's example of being of God, believing in God. Basically, physical circumcision does not make one a child of God faith does hebrews chapter 11 but believers in jesus christ can truly say they're children of the father of abraham if you belong to christ then you're abraham's seed and heir according to his promises galatians 3 29 but god has always wanted more from his people than just external conformity to set the rules he has always wanted them to possess a heart to love to know and follow him. That's why God's not concerned with the circumcision of the flesh. He wants to know about your heart. That's why he hasn't punished this nation yet. Because he sees the heart of the people, not the whole nation. And, I, and I'm tired of hearing it, you know. Oh, every week, God's coming back now. Okay, yeah, we know that. But we don't got to scare people. God's coming back. I mean, these guys are going to Syria next. They're not messing around. I mean, they're really, really—they're—they're—they're they're, they're on fire for Jesus, man. What are we doing? What are we arguing about? Why are we wanting to become something else that we're not? Why are we keeping on talking about things that are going to come and scare people to Jesus when we can be more like Him? Come on, man. It's not about scaring the sheep to the to the cross. It's about becoming more like Jesus, who died on the cross. Well, that's not right. You're not. You're not. There's the end times. Yeah, I get it, man. There's have a few conferences a year and, and beat it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I. You know, if that's your cup of tea. But I'm. I'm talking every week. Come on, man. Let's be real. Jesus Christ. You know, he's. He's. It's all we need to be talking about, Amen. In the love, and the and the and the work that we need to do for Him at this time of, of of in life, believers, don't be discouraged. Wherever you are right now, God wants to talk to you. He wants to show you something. Listen to me. I'm gonna speak. I've always been speaking from my heart. Listen, Jesus Christ has a plan for you. There's an option for you. No matter what you're going through. Listen to me. You may feel like you're not part of the kingdom or you're not helping out. You're not doing enough. You're just, you don't have nothing to give. And, you know, you've been in the house cooped up with the COVID or whatever it is. But I'm telling you right now that God wants to use you. Well, how? You can pray, you can get out there and and be like Jesus. You don't gotta act it out. The Holy Spirit in you will do it. It's amazing. They had the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit's about. It's about circumcising our our hearts, not our not our 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 flesh, and moving on in the love of Christ. But some of them wanted to go back to it. And verse six says, "Now the apostles and the elders came together to consider this matter." And verse seven says, "In." When there had been much dispute, Peter rose up. I got to love, you got to love Peter, man. (laughs) He was always there for Jesus. Remember, he was just, he wanted to cut people up. One day he was on fire, one day he was not. One day he was sad, one day he was depressed, one day he was this, he was that. And Jesus had to straighten him out every other minute. I mean, he denied Christ three times. I mean, think about it. He denied our maker three times. And you may be sitting there saying, oh, what do I do for God? And God still used him. And he died for Jesus, man. He died with honor, upside down on a cross. Amazing. So there have been, must- Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren. You got to love this. Are you guys ready for this? I'm excited. Men and, bro- men and brethren. You know that a good... You you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe because the Jews didn't want it. Remember, they've been beat down and Israel kicked out. Now they're outside. You know, they're eating with pagans and they're eating with sinners and they're eating with... And that's what we need to do. Not be with them and be like them, but eat with them. Not eat, you know, and oh yeah, would not become them, but be the light. And so Peter, you know, and he says and he says uh, you know, God chose us among us that my brother but that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and and believe. Verse eight says So God so God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith, like I said, Hebrews eleven. Peter's doing my the work for me here. <laughs> and verse 10 says, and so he's telling them, listen, we're equal. There's, there, we don't have to, we're all together in this, man. We're in the same boat. Same mind, same spirit. But don't be discouraged. Listen, you're never going to understand the love of Christ unless you receive him. You can listen to this sermon all day. You can listen to the birds chirp. You can listen to the trains go by. You can listen to anything you want. Uh, rock and roll, rap. I don't recommend it. But you can listen to music. You're still going to have that void in your heart and not be able to understand God's will in your life. Ever. Unless you receive the Holy Spirit. Let me repeat that. In a different way. There's so many people that try to fill their void and they they pretend, but they can't get it they they show up and and visit you, and they're selfish, they don't know they don't know how to you know they try to cover their selfishness up, and they don't want to help people, or maybe once a year they'll donate to a man that's homeless, uh, you know, just to make him feel good. It's a void. it's a void. Oh, they try to be somebody they're not. They try to act like somebody or or do something or circumcise their, their flesh. And they don't know what to do. Jesus is saying, stop it. I have, a, I have the Holy Spirit. Would you like to have it? This will fill the void in your life. But you got to make that decision you got to say, I'm done. I don't want to live that life anymore. Because all you're going to do is get older and uglier and older and nastier. You're going to go back to the same life. You same machoism, same this, same that. And then when you, uh, your day comes to pass away, it's not good. What have you done for Christ? What are we doing for Jesus? What, what are we doing for the Holy Spirit? What is He doing in us? Are we dependent on them? And that's the key. I really believe that if people followed Christ and not their money or not their selfish desires, that this world would be a better place. And they would receive Christ and they would love one another like the book of Acts. And like it says in, in, in 1 John, if you love somebody, you love them in deed and truth. You don't just pat them on the back and be, say, be warm and be filled and send them on their way. Christ says that the test of knowing him is by being a doer, is by by you providing and helping people that can't help themselves, man. That's being a real believer. That's the test of knowing that you love God. Paul's on a mission. Barnabas is on a mission. They're going to go to Syria next. They're not, man, they're headed to a town near you. They did this for us, they did this for you. Jesus did it for them. And we're doing it for you. Listen, it isn't about us. It never was. It's about Jesus Christ. Listen, I don't take a dime for any ministry. It's about Jesus. I got a job. I want to be like Jesus. He was a carpenter. I want to be like Jesus. He was loving. I want to be like Jesus. He was merciful. He was forgiving. He was gracious. He was perfect. He was the spotted lamb. He was everything to us. I want to be like our father. It's hard. And you may say, oh, how do I do that? Read the word. Wash yourself in the word. But don't be a hypocrite. Stay on the track. Jesus is there for you. When you blow it, get on your knees and say, forgive me. He will forgive you. 90% 90% of the stuff that we do in life, when we blow it, it's because of our mistakes. It could be prevented. Listen, a truck driver can prevent every single backup accident. If he gets out of his truck and he looks, what's that have to do with the message? It's simple. Are you, are you making the right decision that Jesus Christ wants you to make? Or are you trying to fill a void with Alcohol, whatever sexual relationships outside your marriage, whatever it is, are you are you trying to fill it besides filling it with Christ? That's what we need to look at. You need to you need to make a Jesus decision. You need to be right with Christ because listen, God is coming soon, and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried because Jesus. It's all planned out, man. For you. It says right here, and now in the apostles, in verse 6 says, the elders came together, man. They're talking about, remember when Peter's get, getting on it. Peter's telling them, you have the Holy Spirit. Okay? We're equal. We don't got to worry. We don't have to worry. We have grace. Grace is, is, is uh, it, you know, it's Greek for charis. You know, it's it's a Greek word grace. It's chest meaning loving kindness. You know? That's God's character. It's it's divine favor. It gives us joy. Do you have joy in your life? If you don't have joy in your life when you're depressed and you're and you're walking around town not knowing where you're gonna be when you when you die and you're hungry and you're thirsty, look. It's a free gift. It's called Jesus. It's, it's Paul's favorite word. God's free gift, salvation. And Peter here is saying it in the same way. He's saying, look, you don't have to work. You don't have to clean. All you got to do is get on your knees and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I'm a sinner. Jesus save my soul. This is what he's talking about. Listen. Okay? Purifying their hearts by faith. Because we can't work about it. Verse 10 says, Now therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? They can't work their way to heaven. It's not going to work. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. You know, people, people want to be, um, people need to understand that grace is what brings us into a relationship with Jesus. So Paul's on a mission. Peter's on a mission. They're here, man. They're telling them. But we believe through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Verse twelve. Then all the multitudes kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them and among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, "Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon had declared how God at first visited the Gentiles to take out the uh, take out of them of people for His name." And verse fifteen says, "In which, and with." This, the words of the prophets agreed just as it is written. And now here he's going to quote it. Are you ready? He says, After this, listen to this, man, it's, it's important, we're done. After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may see. The Lord, even all Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Don't let no one steal your joy, man. Listen, God's in love with you. Look, the Lord knows everything that you're going through. Listen, the yoke is heavy, but He don't want it to be heavy. His burden is light. His grace is sufficient enough. And God is amazing. Listen, man, if, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. That's what it's about, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on these things, above not all things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. This is amazing, Colossians. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, everything that's there, and and follow Jesus Christ. Have the character of a new man. That's what it's about. Being a believer, growing in in, in grace and loving Jesus, continuing in prayer, loving others and not worrying about anything else but your own walk with Christ. Isn't it amazing? Jesus Christ loves you guys and so do I. Listen, Growing in His Word was sponsored by the Holy Spirit and powered by Jesus. (laughs) And I'm excited to tell you next week we're going to get into the the books of Acts. We're going to finish up. Father, we thank you for these believers and non-believers. Lord, we ask now that you touch their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, growing in this word is verse by verse. We don't accept your donations. <laughs> They're not wanted here. Give them to you wherever you want, but here. Listen, we teach Jesus for free. God bless you guys. Jesus said he is free. Whoever's free is free indeed. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Listen. Next week, we're going to be talking about some great stuff. Hold fast, be in prayer. God bless you guys, and may the Lord Jesus be with you.